Hello, my dear listeners. Welcome back to this new episode. And today, I am going to talk about Google Search Console. And I'm going to walk you through some of the main things you can see uh, and learn uh, on Google Search Console regarding your website, regarding your organic traffic. And we'll cover things like, you know, the impressions, keyword rankings. We'll talk about trends and queries uh, that are driving traffic to your site. And I'll also give you some practical tips um, and some ideas on how to interpret the information that you're seeing, uh, why you need to connect it to Google Analytics, why you need to monitor your indexing status and your crawl errors, and, you know, just uh, also to save time, why you should have uh, notifications set up so that you get notification emails on anything that might be happening on your website uh, and things like that. So um, I do begin the episode by talking about I don't know how you guys are going to feel about it, but I do open the episode talking about the Oracle at Delphi. I thought it was a neat story. I'm not trying to say that Google Search Console is like the Oracle at Delphi, but I just thought that there were elements that maybe if you are new to uh, Google Search Console, it makes you feel like you're visiting the Oracle at Delphi with all its strange prophecies and strange utterings and things like that. So let's get started talking about Google Search Console and you'll know what I'm talking about. Welcome to the latest episode of Corner Your Market. I'm your host, Silas Kimide. In this podcast, I talk about all things digital marketing, from website design and development to SEO and PPC, as well as paid advertising, email marketing, social media, and anything in between. If you're a small business owner, a marketing manager in a company, or an entrepreneur, this podcast is for you. So tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. You'll gain some practical insights, new strategies, tactics, and tools that will help you grow your business. To subscribe, go to corneryourmarketpodcast.com and select the podcast app of your choice. Then you can hit subscribe within those apps. That again is corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to like and share our individual episodes. You can also leave a review in the app once you've listened to one of our episodes. Today, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story before we get started. I'm going to tell you the story of, it's actually, it comes from Greek mythology. The Oracle at Delphi was one of the most important religious sites in ancient Greece and was dedicated to the god Apollo. Located on the slopes of Mount Parnassus, Delphi was considered the center or navel of the world. That's pretty interesting. I don't know a lot about Greek mythology, but I thought that was kind of interesting. But that's not the point. That's not that's not where the story ends. So hang with me here. The main structure at Delphi was the Temple of Apollo, which housed the famous oracle, a priestess known as the Pythia. Considered a mouthpiece for Apollo himself, so Apollo is the god, the Pythia would go into a prophetic trance state and deliver oracles meaning unclear messages that were said to reveal the future or truths, right? So people would travel from all over Greece and beyond to consult the oracle at Delphi before making any important decisions about colonization, legislation, or personal matters. The cryptic messages, the key word here is cryptic, messages required interpretation, but the oracle's wisdom guided significant figures and events in history Apparently, this went on for thousands of years until Christianity took over and kind of put an end to this practice. 
but the rituals of the Pythia consulting the oracle involved inhaling vapors from a crack in the earth, drinking water from a sacred spring, and chewing laurel leaves. While in her trance, priests would um, interpret her strange utterings. Her prophecies were always open to debate, but heavily influenced decision-making in the ancient world. I don't know why I thought this story was interesting, because I'm talking about Google's search console today. Maybe it's connected. <clears throat> Sometimes these metrics... Are So just like the Oracle at Delphi, you know, Google Search Console reveals useful prophecies and truths about your site's past, present, and future visibility in Google. I think this resonated with me because we don't know Google's algorithm, right? I mean, Google's algorithm is very cryptic. We have no idea how it works. I mean, we do, but we don't. I mean, people in the industry have been trying to figure that out. It's like Coke's... Um, uh, formula, it's guarded. I don't know how many soldiers are at Google headquarters. I don't know. They believe in soldiers. But somebody's guarding those servers. Somebody's guarding it both online and offline. Um, but anyway, uh, but they have given us Google Search Console. So they have given us a priestess. So they won't tell us the algorithm, but they've given us Google Search Console. And Google Search Console has a lot of metrics in there that can seem cryptic, that can seem weird, that can seem like, what the heck does this even mean, right? But at the end of the day, you do have to decipher that. And if you can decipher it well, you can improve the performance of your website. Now, a lot of people, I mean, I don't know, that was a pretty interesting, this was the most interesting intro I've done in the one year that I've been doing podcasts. I hope you were impressed. If you were, send me an email. And if you weren't, send me an email and say, man, that was pathetic what you just did, or wow, that really made me help, regardless. Anyway, uh, there's also a bunch of third-party tools. I mean, I don't think you should use Google Search Console by itself. Uh, it gives you almost a very Google-centric view, but it also doesn't give you uh, some other information that would be very helpful to you. So uh, I use tools like SEMrush. I used to use Moz. I've heard of a, a Ahref. I don't know how to say that name still, but it's Ahref. It's a reference to a link. The hyperlink code in HTML is Ahref equals to, you know, parentheses link. So that's where that comes from. So anyway, uh, in today's episode, uh, what I'm going to do is talk about uh, Google Search Console. I give you an overview of it, what it, what it can do for you. Uh, and, um, you know, how you should use it and maybe some tips and tricks on what is best for, for your business. So, so with that, let's get started. Um, Google search console is a free service. If you don't know what that is, it's a free service offered by Google that helps you monitor, maintain, and troubleshoot your site's presence in Google search results. Now, back in the day when Google was just a 40% market share or 50% market share, uh, it felt uh, a little bit weird to just be focusing on Google, but now that it's 90% plus market share, Google search, uh, you know, Google basically search console uh, is probably where you need to be to just make sure your site is visible in search period. There is B Bing also has webmaster tools similar to it. Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress. Bing, you know, I don't know if they're really serious about search anymore. Uh, but anyway, um, 
So what I want to do now is that was just a definition of Google Search Console. So what I'll do now is uh, I want to give you a, a little bit of a an overview of some of the metrics you can see in Google Search Console. Um, so there's five main categories. Uh, there's the organic traffic performance, and that's very critical because uh, you can see what people typed to get your uh, to get to your site, right? So organic traffic performance. Uh, you can see uh, which keywords they clicked on, and and it's not it's not straightforward. That's why I'm hesitating. Um, and the data is is not always as impressive as you might think, but um, it gives you organic tra traffic performance. So you can see the uh, clicks and and coming from specific keywords. You can also see how many times your site showed up for that keyword search. So that's called impressions. So if somebody, you know, if you see your word is mousetrap, you know, how many times did you show up for mousetrap? And then when people saw you, how many times? So let's say you showed up a thousand times for mousetrap and 50 clicks came from, from that, right? So that would be what? A uh, thousand, hundred would be 10%, 5% click, you know, 50 would be 5%. So you would get a 5% click-through rate on the word mousetrap, right? And it also gives you an average position, which is kind of tricky because the way I understand position is it's so varied in terms, of, so based on the individual that is doing the search that I they might show me the your mousetrap company number one, but they might show my wife your mousetrap company as number nine because I might be doing more mousetrap searches. I might have a history of looking at mousetraps. I might be a mousetrap enthusiast. And they all know that because I log in when I when I do a search. Uh, and so they know my search history. I might be standing next to a mousetrap company. I might be on the road going to a mousetrap store. You know, all those factors come into play uh, when it shows you when it shows when it shows your mousetrap, your company for my mousetrap search. Now, by comparison, my wife may not care about mousetraps, may not know where mousetraps go. I'm, I'm not joking about that one. Um, long time ago in our first house, when we were just recently married, there were a mouse uh, upstairs, I think, and I had to go get mousetraps and put them very strategically and the next morning we woke up and there's a dead mouse in the mouse trap in the kitchen. And it was quite traumatic for her. Well, for a guy, you know, you just kind of throw it away. There's nothing really to be too excited about. But anyway, uh, all that to say, the result for mouse trap might yield a different result and ranking for her than for me. So that's why I find the average position metric to be... I don't know. I know it's important. I know it's important. But what I'm trying to say is I don't know how to understand that average position metric without being, you know, a little bit more nuanced about it than just looking at it straightforward. Also, uh, Google Search Console also tells you trends, rising and falling, like is the search volume increasing or falling um, in your, in, for those particular terms and how you're doing and, and all that kind of stuff. So, very useful. I find all of these information very useful. Maybe not one 
individually is individual, but in 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 looking at it together, they're very uh, good metrics to look at. So then um, the other thing besides the metrics, some there's some other things that you can do in Google Search Console that is very helpful. Uh, you can see how many pages uh, on your website are indexed by Google. And you got to look through that because they won't index all of your web your pages uh, for one reason or another. Um, and you might want to look at why some of these, pa- all these other pages are not indexed. Uh, because your goal is to make sure that all of your pages... Now, I understand. So all of your pages need to be indexed. Now, there are instances where we tell our clients to not index pages. And those are very specific to maybe Google Ads campaign landing pages or Facebook Ads landing pages because you're trying to prevent those pages from attracting organic traffic. So you only have a certain type of traffic coming. So that way you can measure the effectiveness of your campaign. But anyway, regardless, you need to look at um, indexing and uh, and and how many of your pages are being indexed. Uh, it also gives you um, crawl errors, like errors that Google encountered when the spider was crawling your website. Yeah, you get that right. When the spider is crawling and it runs into errors, it reports it back to Google Search Console, and you can see what those crawl errors are, and you can fix those. Because too many crawl errors means spider don't want to come back, or the spider says, ah, this site isn't as great as as the owner thinks, you know? Um, and, And maybe that's what preventing you from ranking well. So indexing and crawling is very important. Uh, it also gives you a status of your XML sitemap. Now, the XML sitemap is something that uh, most websites these days generate automatically, at least if in WordPress, as long as you have the plugin installed, it generates an, X, an XML sitemap, publishes it on a particular URL. You put that URL into Google Search Console, and Google Search Console usually has the most uh, up-to-date XML sitemap. XML sitemap is basically a roadmap to your site. So when the spider arrives, you're basically helping the spider know where everything is. You know what I mean? So I know the spider's smart and and it likes your site, but to like it more, it's good to give it a map. And then if you give it a map, it basically uh, likes you more uh, because it knows where things are and it basically goes out and sees it, checks it out. Oh, this checks out. This is great. This uh, I, I exactly where I was supposed to go. So anyway, the status of your XML sitemap is very important for SEO and you can check on that using Google Search Console. Uh, another thing that is just very important, very important, uh, more important now than it was maybe 10, 12 years ago, backlinks. Like who is linking to your site? Um you can't control that, but you can disavow that. So let's say you're building mousetraps. You've got a great website on mousetraps, but maybe you know, you're getting some links. Maybe somebody in some link farm has indexed, has put your site as a, as a link, and you're getting backlinks from that very, very poor directory that Google doesn't like. And all of a sudden, it sees a backlink from that directory to your website, and now your reputation comes into question. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, hanging out with the wrong crowd unintentionally, right? You and But in this case, you get to disavow them. So I uh, highly recommend logging into Google Search Console and looking at your backlinks. And if you need to disavow any backlinks, follow the process 
in Google Search Console and disavow those links. That way they know that, you know, this is a nefarious, this is a sleazy dude, and you want nothing to do with them. And they just link to you. You can't control it. Um, so anyway, so that's a very, very good tool, in fact. And it's helped. I know it's helped us. I've done that for a lot of clients. So now, now that you know what Google Search Console is and you know what kind of metrics to look at, let's not be like those Greeks and visiting the Oracle at Delphi, right? Um, in this case, we need to know what we're doing, right? We're not just uh, guessing things, right? <clears throat> so here, here, as a business owner or a marketing manager that might be new to this or maybe even like an entrepreneur that's trying to do this on your own, um, this is what I would, here are some tips that I can give you, right? Uh, make sure that your Google Search Console is connected to Google Analytics. Very important. Uh, this allows you to analyze user behavior from SEO traffic sources, and you can identify high-performing SEO content. By connecting, you know, like engagement rates with content pieces, with organic traffic data, it gives you a fuller picture. Because otherwise, Google Analytics is just after they arrive at your site, and Google Search Console is what they did to get to your site. So if you can put those things together, uh, it can really give you a better picture of the overall journey for your for your clients, at least for the organic traffic, which is which is which should be the majority of your traffic. Other thing I would do is I would monitor your indexing status. That would be just very important to me. Make sure that your Google is properly accessing and indexing your most important pages, uh, diagnose any indexing errors, fix any crawl issues, but basically use Google Search Console to monitor your index, indexing status. Also, uh, analyze your click data. Uh, see the rankings and the click-through rates for keywords that are driving traffic to your site. And that will give you insights to optimize and improve the click-through rates and things like that. So uh, one thing that you do want to do, because you may not have the time to go into Google Search Console every day or every week, uh, you can set up email alerts so that you get notified about potential tech issues, security breaches or ranking declines, uh, or maybe, you know, rendering issues. I know I get uh, some of my clients will forward me emails saying, hey, the site, we just got this, you know, your site has issues on mobile from Google Search Console. Can you take a look at it? Nine out of 10, you know, it's an easy fix. It's nothing serious. But, you know, having that notification is important because you don't want those types of errors to accumulate over time and bog your rankings down without you even looking at it. So very important. The other thing is Search Console has an ability for you to check on your site being mobile friendly. Uh, very important. I think 75% of U.S. traffic is now mobile. Uh, at least in the younger generation. So it's very important for you to make sure that your site is mobile-friendly. And mobile-friendly can mean a lot of things, um, not just the layout, but also how it, how it renders images, how fast it loads, um, you know, how big the buttons are so people are not, like, clicking on contact us when they're supposed to be clicking on learn more, you know? I mean, people make those mistakes all the time. And then... Um, Evaluate your page experience metrics, you know, 
There are some core Web Vitals scores uh, that you can use on your website on Google Search Console that allows you to see how your user experience is for your for your traffic. So anyway, uh, and then check back regularly. I mean, I know the notifications does some things for you, um, but it doesn't do everything. So just put it in your calendar. Friday afternoon, 2 p.m., first Friday of every month, you go to Google Search Console, you check on a few things, you look at all these metrics, you listen to this podcast again if you have to, uh, and then you go and check Google Search Console. Right? So that's kind of the brief story of Google Search Console. I hope my intro didn't scare you. I'm not endorsing and saying that Google Search Console is like this confusing priestess that, you know, um, breathes in air from some crack and then spews out cryptic messages. It's nowhere like that. I think when you're first going to it, it might feel that way, but it certainly isn't like that at all. So I think Google Search Console can give you some very good information. It can give you some very guiding principles and it can help you refine your content. It can help you refine your SEO and it can help you, you know, just provide a better uh, experience for your visitors and for your customers. So with that, let me just wrap up. So today we talked about Google Search Console. We talked about the uh, organic traffic performance metrics you can look at in Google Search Console. We talked about indexing errors, crawl errors. We talked about the XML sitemaps. We talked about disavowing backlinks and tracking your backlinks. I also gave you some tips on, you know, things that you should be doing, like things like connecting it to Google Analytics, setting up notifications, uh, monitoring critical things like indexing errors, crawl errors, uh, and then also making it a point to check back regularly onto the platform and make sure that uh, all the information, uh, you know, is, is good and that you're performing well. So with that, I tell you to, I usually tell you to go happy market. I'm trying to think of something clever, but with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you or we'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening. Bye. If you're a small business owner, a marketer in a company, or an entrepreneur, this podcast is for you. You'll become better educated and informed when it comes to digital marketing. And if you implement the strategies, tactics, and tools I discuss in this podcast, your business will grow and prosper. To subscribe, go to corneryourmarketpodcast.com. That again is corneryourmarketpodcast.com. You can also search for Corner Your Market in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast, and you can subscribe through those apps. Also, don't forget to like and share our individual episodes. You can also leave a review. Finally, I would love to hear from you, so if you have any questions, feedback, or general comments about the topics I discuss, feel free to send me an email. I will be sure to share and discuss your feedback on the air if it will benefit our listening audience. You can write to me at connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Just put listener comment in the subject line. That email again is connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to being back next week. Until then, be good and do good.